Welcome to episode nine of the Party Wagon Podcast. We talk about all things TMNT, past, present, and future. I'm Brendan from the YouTube channel, Brendan's Rambles. And I'm Eric from the YouTube channel, No, You Grow Up. In today's episode, we finally have ran into a situation that I've been afraid of to where there is almost no news to talk about. So our intro this time isn't really going to be so much news as it is just our intro, I guess. So yeah, but what little action figure news we could scrape up. So NECA is actually doing like a surprisingly little amount of April stuff in April. Like the last couple of years, they've kind of had Judith Hogue like lead the way and do these like weekly, like, I don't know what you want to call them, like promos or whatever. And this year there hasn't been any of it. Like it's not too late. It's not like April's over by any means yet, but I really honestly expected them to at least tease the new ultimates like cartoon April. Yeah. I was expecting that too, because you know, she's, I wasn't expecting her to release, but I was expecting her to be shown off because they, they've they told us for a while now that we're getting a new April O'Neil sculpt. So the way they've always done, like you said, like April, the month of April is April O'Neil month. It's kind of weird that we didn't get that uh, this April. And the couple figures they have, which... I'm not going to say it's a surprise to me because it seems like they are going on. They are going in pretty hard on the Ronin stuff right now, but they're doing the April from the Ronin. And I think we joked about this in an episode. We talked about, do you think they'll make figures of the new turtles? And technically it looks like there's going to be like a little mini baby turtle that comes with her. So it looks like the new turtles are probably going to beat Jenica to action figure form. They probably will. I mean, I'm the last Ronin was just so damn big. So it, I understand why. I mean, the last Ronin period beat IDW to action figure form. So, oh yeah. So I have something to kind of clear up too. And we can talk a little bit more about comic stuff later too. But in our one episode, we talked about if the brothers were like fig or figments of Michelangelo or yeah, I guess we've already said it's Michelangelo. So we wondered if the brothers were figments (laughs) of Michelangelo's imagination or if they were force ghosts. And by the newest issue of the last Ronin, it makes it sound like they are actually force ghosts. Like they, he said they just kind of showed up one day and they've kind of just stuck around. So I don't know. I feel like they actually are kind of force ghosts, which kind of makes me like it a little bit more. I feel like. Yeah. It's a little more interesting. It makes it seem more like he's not so alone, I guess. Yeah. Like at least his brother. That's how I made it. it instantly kind of gave me a little bit of comfort back a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Cause it really is like the saddest part of that story is just, I mean, there was, just one brother like that's just the power of the turtles is that there's four of them like there's just something about getting all four brothers together and anything like especially we both collect action figures like getting the fourth brother you're missing from like a series of an action figure is like one of the best feelings just rounding out either that subline, which we'll talk about later or like a main line yeah that definitely is it just is the perfect formula to i think that's why a lot of times you know characters like jenica or zach the fifth turtle who is a like human or whatever but like a lot of the times that that fifth turtle just doesn't really catch on to the mainstream audience because there's just something perfect about those four turtles that like not to dump on any of those other characters. But I just think there's like a perfect formula there with those four turtles that any less than any more doesn't feel as special as those four. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like as I started reading the like I picked up reading the IDW comics at the Armageddon game. So I pretty much hadn't read anything from like. I think my hardcovers end around like the 30s. So I picked back up in like the 130s and now Jenica's there. And yeah, it is just weird. Like, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about her. I don't know how she feel. Or I feel about how she fits into the paradigm. Cause 
I don't know, the four brothers, they're just a very complete team. Like, they're very well-rounded, and it just never really felt like they needed extra. Like, I know we all kind of, like, most people will pick on Leonardo for being, like, the person that everybody likes the least because he's the leader. But in the group setting, like, I feel like he kind of balances it out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every team kind of needs that, like, nerd to keep everybody else in line. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not uh, overly familiar with the... uh the IDW comics. I've said that before. Like, I know like you know more about them than I do. Um, but I, I do have to wonder, I, I've heard Jenica's origin story. How she was a human originally. I think she was a soldier if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that I even don't even really know either. Cause I haven't even like looked at like the wiki to see what the situation is. I felt like I was just going to kind of save that for when I actually get to it. So, <laughs> okay. I, I wonder like, does she fit in with the turtles? Cause you have like, these four brothers who are all around the same age, they're all teenagers. They all kind of have the same style of humor. They grew up together since they were little babies. And then like some totally random person joins them at some point. It always makes me wonder like, does that character really fit in as one of the turtles or are they just like part of the turtles by name? Yeah. And see, cause that I can't really tell with what's going on in the story right now either. For the most part, they're kind of split up, broken up into teams doing their own things. And like the other thing about this book, where they're at now is, I mean, there's just so many side characters. They have like all kinds of homies right now. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, I'm really interested to read through the entire series to kind of figure out how they got from where I left off to where they are now. But they've definitely introduced a lot into this comic and I'm really excited to see where it goes for sure. Well, you uh, actually, you had the the honor recently of interviewing Gavin Smith at a convention. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So cool in a couple ways. Hey, it's cool that the town I live in, Muncie, has a Comic-Con. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, we're not a big town at all. I think there's like 70,000 people that live here. But Dr. Christy Blanche, who runs my local comic shop, she's very well connected in the industry. So, I mean, she got a lot of pretty cool people to come there. And it was a really fun day. And Gavin, I had met before because he had actually came to the comic shop to do a signing, which I I think I've talked. I don't know if I've talked about it on here or not before, but I actually bought an original piece of art that was his tryout for the series. And it's either, I think, page three or four of the last Ronin. And it's how he would have drawn it. And I mean, it's it's awesome. Like, I can't. Can't wait to get that thing framed but i met him there i asked him if i could do an interview with him at comic-con he said it would be cool and when i got there that day i asked him i kind of did my lap around and stuff and i always get in this situation where i just get nervous and i'm like i don't know if i want to do it i don't know if i want to do it but Lacey's just like just do it you're here and i'm really glad i did it was a lot of fun and it was just a really good experience because have you ever filmed in like public before like have you ever done anything like that not really no okay yeah it's weird like it's very nerve-wracking just knowing like people are around watching you and stuff but i don't know i kind of got used to it and it was a lot of fun i don't know if i've said this i know i've said it to you but i don't think i've even announced this on my channel yet but i actually got media passes for indie comic-con which is in a couple weeks so i'm pretty excited about that i'm hoping maybe i could get a few interviews there so yeah, it just kind of gave me a little bit of practice on how to get used to doing that and filming in like a loud setting and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to try to get like a couple portable mics and stuff. But yeah, yeah. the interview with Gavin got way sidetracked. It was just really cool. And it's just exciting to see like it's going to be he's taking over after um, the Armageddon game ends. And it's kind of going to be like a reset of what they're doing. So I don't know. I'm really excited that I started reading it again. I was going to wait until I like got completely caught up with all the hardcovers, but I mean, that's hundreds of dollars of books and like hours of reading. So I really just wanted to jump in right now again. So that way I could just kind of be in the know of what's going on. And I was just excited to see how Gavin's run was going to go. So 
yeah, pretty cool interview and just exciting stuff for IDW Comics for sure. Yeah, like uh, again, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with really like most Turtle comics. Like I said I've 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 read the most of the Mirage, but even that the Mirage run, like the original run, is like going back a while now <laughs> uh, that I read them. So all my knowledge of the comics is rather fuzzy, but Mirage is the clearest to me because I actually read them. But um, IDW image, like a lot of them I'm not really familiar with uh, outside of like, you know, watching videos about them and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, that is really cool though. I know the Armageddon game is like a huge deal right now. Like you said, the turtles are all splitting up with different allies. And I know like characters like old Hob, who was like a villain is like teaming up with yep. them now and all this. And, there's like a triceraton girl and stuff there's like all kinds of allies in the comic and uh, yeah and it is like a lot of like as i mean even shredders helping him out and and by the sounds of things like he might have been gone for a while and kind of been out the game and i think karai is like starting to build allies and stuff that's what's going on in alliance so it just really is cool like gavin referred to it as turtles crisis on infinite earth like that's how it sound even cooler than what it really is but it's been fun (laughs) i've been having a good time reading it and Again, like I, I, I want to do a YouTube video on this soon, but I don't know that with all the comics and stuff like that, like it doesn't make me as bummed that there's not as much like there's not a constant ongoing cartoon going on right now because, yeah, you have to read and you have to acquire the comics and stuff like that, but it's just there's a lot of good stories out there that just aren't in movie or TV form yet, and I don't know, I just feel like I've been missing out on that half my entire life up until my 30s when I actually like realize what was going on in the world of turtles comics yeah yeah there's definitely like a huge you know run of turtle stories that i don't really know about because i just don't read the comics sorry just to uh to actually backpedal do a little bit of house cleaning that no one noticed no one you know called me out on but i i realized i was wrong about there was one time episodes ago where i said something about like you know some of the idw stories they go a little too far they jump the shark and i'm like for instance April O'Neil's origin story. And I didn't expand on that. I was dead ass wrong. Uh, The origin story I was talking about was not the IDW origin story. It's when Peter Laird continued the Mirage comics in like 2006 or something. They added this whole backstory where she's like a drawing that came to life with like a magic pencil and all this stuff. And and I, I just thought like, She's supposed to be the turtles are the weird ones with the, the crazy origin story, and she's they're linked yeah. to the normal world. What are the odds the person they met is like this weird entity, also? And like to me, that was like April O'Neil being a living drawing was just jumping the shark for me like too much. Um, but I, I, I have to say, I, uh, I'm sorry, IDW, that was not IDW that did that, that was uh, the, the, the second run of Mirage, like the 2000s run. So, I was actually thinking about this earlier today, so it's really weird that you brought this up. We were talking before we started about just kind of being fuzzy on things in the comics and stuff. In volume two of The Turtles, which was also done under Mirage, and then I think that's volume four, was Peter Laird's volume. I know absolutely nothing about either of those two volumes. And I feel like nobody really ever talks about those stories either. Like, I feel like even with Archie, I've picked up on a little bit and I kind of have a vibe for what goes on there, even though I've never read an Archie comic. Yeah. But with volume two and volume four, I couldn't tell you a single thing other than I know volume four was unfinished. And I'm pretty sure that Peter Laird still has the rights to do like six issues a year if he so chooses to. I know he has the rights to do Turtles comics if he wants to. I don't know how many it is. Yeah, so those comics, uh, 
I really don't know anything about Archie. I've read some Archie, but I'm not super knowledgeable of Archie. But like you said, like I can grasp general story beats here and there. Yeah, when it comes to those later Mirage ones, I really don't know anything other than, you know, the April O'Neil's drawing thing. And and also April O'Neil finds this out because her and Renette are turned into cockroaches, but not like mutant cockroaches, (laughs) just cockroaches. And like they travel back in time as cockroaches and they're cockroaches like in the apartment of like April's parents and like they she watches them hit the dad like draw her and all this. it's weird but yeah, yeah. so I, I yeah I really don't know anything about those I've heard also that the image comics are kind of unofficially a continuation of Mirage but like it's not really confirmed so the image comics like I don't know it's like hard to even see that is like regular turtles to me that's just like like it almost just feels like sci-fi fan fiction you know what i mean like it's it's just so off the walls and so bonkers like when i first started reading that again i don't think it's spoilers at this point to talk about something that's 30 years old but yeah like when raf got his face melted off and then donatello (laughs) turns into the cyborg robot i'm like there's no coming back from this you know what i mean like raf has to wear this casey mask all the time now and it's just yeah it's just i I don't know sometimes there is coming back though because leo gets his arm eaten off and then it comes back it grows back wait what is that happening i've, I've seen like a, a, a i think old turtle den did a review of it where like uh he a komodo dragon like eats his arm off or his hand off or something and what then over time they're like oh but mutants have like auto healing so over time he grows his arm his arm back or something it's, yeah i thought it was only like a certain kind of lizard that could do stuff like <laughs> that but okay yeah I mean, somehow Donnie comes back from being a cyborg. I don't know the, 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 the technical part of it, but somehow he comes back from that, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. Yeah, And I only have the first 11 issues, so that's all I've read up to. So I don't really know what happens after that. And I know it was continued. I think when IDW got the rights, they started publishing those under like Urban Legends or something like that. Oh, okay. And I think they actually continued the story. I could be wrong, but I think they kept it going from where Image left off. All right, that may yeah. I think I remember hearing years ago, like it's not recent anymore. It was years ago, but I do remember hearing. I want to say back around like 2016 or something, 2015, 2016, that like they were continuing the Image Comics somehow in some form, but I don't, I don't remember the details. Talking more about stuff we don't know about. So the other figure that did get announced was that Archie question mark turtle, which I guess is April. Like this is something I know absolutely nothing about. Like I said. The, everything I know about Archie is pretty much just from random Facebook group type stuff. Like, that's where all my information comes from. That's why I learned, like, that's where the animals came from. And, yeah, I, I've never seen this figure before. But everybody, all of a sudden, is showing the cover of that. I think it was a special edition comic. And I had never even seen it before in my life after all the searching I've done for Turtles comics. I, I have heard about it, probably from Old Turtle Den again. I probably hear all this comic stuff right. from Old Turtle Den. <laughs> I mean, he's um, the king, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's got the turtle market cornered for sure. So, <laughs> uh, In fact, you know, stop listening to the podcast. Just go watch Old Turtle right. Den. <laughs> no, 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 please don't. Um, watch both of us. But yeah, I, I, I do remember hearing that years ago about how she turned into a turtle. I think she had a white headband, I want to say. But again, like I have no connection to, to that. So I'm probably not picking up that toy. But no, yeah, there was a point also in the, the Archie comics, I know, where like they redesigned April and she's literally just Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Like she looks just <laughs> like her. Like there's a cover of her holding a sword and like it's just freaking Ariel. Like it's <laughs> the same hair 
bright red hair, the same bangs, everything. It's like, dude, you just looked at the fucking uh, the fucking Disney movie, like. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot about Archie April I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, it's definitely that. Those and those two are not, or the two other Mirage runs are definitely my least knowledgeable areas of the comic realm. And kind of talking more about comics too. There's a lot going on with Turtles comics right now. So there's the IDW ongoing run that has the Armageddon game, and that has like the Armageddon game subline comic miniseries, as well as the Armageddon game alliance. So that's three runs that are going right now just for IDW, the main line. There's the last run in Lost Years, which is which the second issue of that just came out. And then they're also doing a crossover with Power Rangers and Usaki right now. So Turtles is just all over the place right now. And I've read, I think we're four issues into the Power Rangers one. There's one more to go. And then there's the Usagi one just started. And I'm really excited for both those because, I mean, I've talked about this a million times. I love Usagi. So that's just an awesome crossover whenever you can get it. And then the Power Rangers one is just very fun. Like, I really love the Boom Power Rangers. It's probably one of my favorite comic runs ever. And the art in there is just, I think it might be some of my favorite turtle designs. Like, I showed you the Rocksteady and the um, Leatherhead, and I was like, look how much this looks like that Fury Planet or Fury Toys Killer Croc, or not Killer Croc, what is it? What's it called? Uh, uh, Wilderness Hunter Crocker. Yeah, the Wilderness Hunter. Like, it looks almost exactly like that figure. Like, they're just killing the designs in that book. And it's just making for such great action figures, too. Like, I really (laughs) hope Hasbro does put out another run of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover toys. They're some of my favorite action figures, and I would love to get the ones for these ones. Like, Casey gets a transformation. Well, I don't want to say any more of that, but Casey gets one, and that's pretty cool. He's on the cover, so. Yeah, I I know Casey gets one. Uh, He gets a, a ranger costume I've seen image of it and everything it looks it looks badass actually but yeah uh, it's just a, such an easy win for for action figures i think like again like i don't know the story any or anything but like turtles has always sold a ton of action figures power rangers has always sold a ton of action figures when you mix them together it's just like it's just like an obvious win i think and like, yeah, i mean it's really like the early 90s powerhouse crossover like it the is two biggest brands of the first half of the 90s like far and away like if you add up those two I mean, they probably beat everybody else put together. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. it, they have to be. So it, it really was like a kind of dream come true mashup for me. Like, I dug it even more than the Batman one. I really like the Batman one. And the Usagi thing, like, they just fit together so well with Usagi that it just seems like that should be going on all the time. But, like, <laughs> yeah, the Power Rangers crossover, there's some good books. If you ever catch the actual, like, um, collected editions cheap on amazon because i mean they, those go down the soft covers will go down to like 15 bucks and stuff like that definitely oh, a high yeah. recommend for me it's just fun stories good storytelling yes yeah, i don't know i really like reading those cool there's a comic shop near me I, I might see if they have it actually yeah i guarantee they will cool take care of a little bit more housekeeping so last episode i gave thanks to jake for two things and really he only gave us one of those tidbits of information the other one the one about rex one being in two different episodes was briar shin so jake shame on you for trying to steal that credit and briar i'm giving that to you now so thank you very much for letting me know that and he's kind of been giving me a lot of tidbits and stuff that i'm not aware of and also we got corrected by somebody that's probably like my favorite correction of all time right now so Chris Fawcett, author of Rad Plastic, corrected us on something we said in our last episode, and I was very, very, very excited to read that. Yeah, that was when you told me 
that we got that comment like from who we got it from. I was like, it, it almost took me a second to register what you even wrote. I was kind of just reading the comment on my phone. Like, huh? Oh shit. Like, I was like, <laughs> like, it's like, Oh God, I wouldn't expect, you know, that quickly someone with that much expertise to actually be watching our, you know, listening to our podcast. Right. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome though. But it actually is a really good thing to clear up because it's like, for so long, not just us, you know, we're guilty of it. But a lot of the fan base has been guilty of this, of just screw playmates for this and fucking playmates and playmates is always doing this, but <laughs> playmates does not own those designs. Apparently playmates just makes the product. Like they don't own any of that. Any the, the super seven never had to go through playmates to get rights for these turtles toys. They go through Viacom. That's definitely a good thing to, to clear up. Cause I think, Yes, Playmates does do a lot of things wrong, but we, I, it's not cool to, to dump on, you know, someone who's not responsible for the problem. And I am glad to hear that because it's like I shouldn't be dumping on Playmates if they've literally never even talked to Super Seven. So yeah, so the one and again c- cutting back to rumors here, the thing that I did hear though, which would make sense that this is now the case. I mean, it's always been the case, but now that we're aware of this that I heard that Playmates was actually complaining to Viacom about it. And maybe that's kind of where the TIFF got involved because maybe they were like, hey, Viacom, we're going to produce all these action figures for you. You know, you want to keep your good relationship with us as opposed to them. So maybe that's where, like, the drama and stuff comes in. But again, we don't really know what's going on. But it is just good to know the facts on it and it it does make a lot of sense because when you look at the old figures they all have mirage stamped on them if you look at the new figures they all have viacom stamped on them so it it does make a lot more sense and it kind of just makes it a lot easier to like sort everything out in your head now that we actually have that fact so yeah thank you very much for letting us know that chris yeah thank you very much and uh you know that that does actually raise a question though so it's like if there's no playmates rights involved in this, then what the hell was the issue with Sergeant Bananas? Because I, did somebody actually say in an interview that it was a licensing issue with him? Was it just like the actual name Sergeant Bananas they couldn't use, or was it the character? I'm not entirely sure. I don't like. I'm not going to spread rumor, so I'm not going to say like yes, they, they, you know, they. It was a licensing thing. I, I don't know that for a fact. It could just be people, you know, spreading, you know false information online sort of like you know the whole playmates being the reason super seven can't make figures and all it happens a lot on the internet it very well could have just been like super seven didn't like the design of sergeant bananas and and saw gorilla gorilla and they're like oh this is what the toy should have been and like it could very well be that i don't know it it could also be a legal thing i don't know if maybe there was a specific employee at playmates at the time who like made a couple of those characters and they own the right to them maybe sergeant bananas is one of those i don't know i don't know the actual story uh hopefully someone will come along and correct us on this one and next house cleaning uh, topic we can we can clear this up also that's kind of how this podcast is going now we we say (laughs) a bunch of rumors and then a week later we fix them all (laughs) which is awesome because honestly like it makes all of you guys a part of the process. Like it's cool that everybody chimes in and they're not dicks about it. You know what I mean? They're like, Hey, just clearing something up because I've said this on my channel a million times. We'll probably say it on here a million times in the future. We're by no means expert. We just like turtles and we have a podcast and YouTube channels like that. That's it. That's the only difference 
between us and any of you guys out there. Yeah. We just put our thoughts on the internet and they're just our thoughts. Like I, 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 like I said, I'm no expert whatsoever. I just see things. And then I talk about the things I see. Same. Yeah. I, I don't have any authority when it comes to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm just a fanboy. So I, I just said before, I don't really know. I don't know Dick about the comics. So like right. and that's that's like the the probably the most abundant source of turtles like media is probably the comics and that's what I know the least about. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in no way some authority, but uh yeah, it's, it's it is awesome though just having the community come in and, and tell us, you know, what we were messing up on and it's also cool cuz in making the podcast, I'm actually becoming more knowledgeable about things I didn't know about in turtles. Yeah. So it's like our knowledge of of the product is actually growing also so it's it's cool like we're kind of all becoming bigger turtles fans together so thanks yeah, so much man. guys for all the yeah, yeah you just got me even more excited about it talking about it like that i don't know like that is exactly how it is i yeah i never really thought about that how much i've actually learned since just starting youtube and podcasts like outside of production but like actually about turtles just from people helping us out so yeah you guys are awesome i really do appreciate that i kind of I don't know that that made me feel yeah. really good right there. I like the way you worded that. <laughs> but once again, Jake, shame on you for our mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Don't be doing that, man. <laughs> no, you're awesome, Jake. Thanks so much. <laughs> this is April O'Neil, Channel 6 News, and you're watching the Party Wagon Podcast. All right, so last episode, we talked about the main line of the Vintage Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toy line, which is like all the original characters, like, you know, no alternates of characters, no alt costumes and stuff. This time, we're going to be talking about what is arguably the majority of the Vintage toy line, which is all of the variations, all of the different costume turtles, different play feature turtles and everything, and as well as Bebop and Rocksteady, April O'Neil, Splinter, Shredder, Anyone who got alts. I, I feel like this is kind of like the most divisive part of this line. Like some people really like the main line, which I do. And some people really like the sublines, which I also do. But some people kind of aren't really as big of fans as the, the sublines. They say that's when it kind of got really kitty and stuff like that. And I mean, at that point, I mean, I feel like maybe you were just too old to be playing with Turtles toys at that time anyway. You know what I mean? So because I feel yeah. like I was three, four, five, six. Like that's the age that I feel like it really was hammered at. And I personally love the sublines. I love the main line, but the sublines are where a lot of my memories are because they're the figures that I mostly had pretty much anytime I would have a birthday or Christmas. That's when I would get like the majority of my toys, action figures, whatever. And everyone in my family knew that I liked turtles. So they all knew it was a safe bet to get me a turtle action figure. And they would literally just get me the turtles. So I ended up with a ton of subline figures and they, they just probably are my biggest memory of the line as a whole. I had a lot of fun playing with other people's turtles from the main line, but my figures are where I have the majority of my memories with. And it is a lot of the subline figures that I have those memories with. Yeah. I, I I'm very different, I guess. Cause like I've said before, I had a lot of turtles action figures as a kid and uh, I had a healthy uh, balance of the two. I had like, I had like almost all the mainline figures and I did not have all the, the subline figures, but I had plenty of the subline figures. So it's like, there was always more of the sublines than the mainline. So I, in the end, I probably had about an even amount, even though my focus was always the main, I've always preferred the mainline. A, a ton of my childhood memories and affection do come from the, uh, the subline. Like I have so many nostalgic memories. There's so many subline figures that 
but I just look at that action. Like on the shelf behind me, I just look at some of those like beach Coleman, Mike, for some reason, like the sewer spitting Mike, like certain ones. I just look at the color scheme, shell slam and Mike, and they just take you back to a moment in time. And it's like just the color scheme or like you've said with the raft, the space cadet where yeah. you hold them and the way they feel in your hand kind of takes you back. Like when I mush that guitar on the back of beach Coleman, Mike, or any of the sewer spitters, especially the guitar, it just warps me back in time. It's like, it's not like nostalgia is an understatement. Like it's a, it's a time, it's a portal in time. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's kind of funny. Cause you know, the subline, it is definitely the biggest case of innovation for the original line. And it is also the death of the original line. So I think it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, a very polarized, like you said, uh, part of the line. Like some people hate it. I definitely, I think, had a, a point when I first, you know, was an adult, when I first grew up in my 20s stuff where I was like, I don't care about getting the sublines. I just want the main line. Like the subline was just crap. That's when the, the line died. But the older I get, the more I just start remembering all of these memories and how much I love the sculpts of those subline figures and stuff and how many memories are attached to them. And honestly, how much like creativity and ingenuity went into designing each of those action figures that without the subline, you miss a lot of what makes this line special. And um, I, I I do think, yes, it is a little redundant that there's about, you know, 70 figures of Leonardo and, and each of the turtles and stuff. But the fact they were able to make the same characters over and over again, but make their figures so drastically different that like one variation of the same turtle to the next doesn't create at all the same, you know, feelings or thoughts or anything when you look at them it just feels like a totally unique figure really is just awesome like they were able to do so much with these four characters and it's really impressive honestly how much crazy sculpts and fun concepts they came up with with this subline i feel like it was one of the first toy lines that just really started to take chances like i feel like if you look at a lot of the lines before it a lot of their figures are just very uniform like all the figures i mean they they had some figures with action features and stuff but the turtles really took it in a lot of different directions and like you said it's just once that line shifted into the 90s, the colors are just what really, really bring me back with this line. Because I think you said this in another podcast as well. Like, there was a time in, like, the very early 90s where that just neon, the fluorescent colors, like, they were just everywhere. And that's just, like, exactly what, like, the turtles from, like, 92 to 93 just really remind me of. And you're right. I feel like for as many variations as they did of Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael, they all do have their own feel. Like when I was a kid, I never felt like I was getting the same figure over and over. I felt like, Oh, I'm getting the new version of this figure. And it, even their first attempt. So the first ones were the wacky actions. And I feel like they body wise, they still pretty much looked like the turtles, but that's when they added in the heavy play feature. And it kind of manipulated the way they look. And they had those, the eyes with the pupils and their eyes are just yeah. huge. Like they've been up doing meth all night and yeah, creepy. Yeah. Looking. yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I would say it's not the best looking subline, but even then I remember getting that raft. And I'm like, Oh, this is the new raft. I got the new raft. And I was really excited about it. I remember getting, that's a memory I have of the first, I see that kind of blew my mind when I learned that sublines were a thing that were going to happen because at first, we got the initial toys. We were already starting to get the main line of wave two. Like we were starting to get Baxter and Metalhead and everything. 
And then all of a sudden, one night, my dad came home like lately. We were already all like, you know, put to bed. And then we hear my dad come home and he like, I was like, get all the kids down here. He came back from a business trip and he had like gifts for all of us. And he got me and my brother the exact same figure. He got us wacky action Leo, the sword slice and Leo. It, it was just crazy because I didn't know these existed. And it was just like, wow, this is like the new Leo. And he has an action feature and he's totally redesigned and he has bright yellow orange accessories like the littlest things just like excite the hell out of you when you're a kid even just the fact that he had a bigger package was like special somehow the card back was like wider i just remember that was like so special that in the middle of the night like our dad just gifted us these new turtles that i didn't even know existed and then you know after that we started getting like break fight and wrath and all that and it just started this huge long running trend of just getting new versions of the turtles all the time. But it, it took a while for the sublines to get boring. I will say that, as you said earlier, the later you got in the line, the more it became sublines and the less it became mainline figures. And I will say that's around the time where I start to not care about the subline figures as much. I feel like my favorite subline figures happened earlier in the wave uh, earlier in the line. Um, then the, a lot of the later ones, there's a lot of later ones that I just personally have no connection to. Uh, I, I think I said in one of my turtle talk videos, one of the figures that practically killed the turtles line for me was like this farmer Mike that came with like a tractor. And it, I just remember thinking that was like the boringest action figure in the world. Like a, an old tired looking farmer, Michelangelo, like Michelangelo was the party dude. He was like a rapper and a wrestler and a skateboarder. Now he's like this tired old farmer with wheat in his mouth. And he's like coming with a tractor. I remember just being like, damn it. This, this, this line is done. And then they made, I remember that they made star Trek turtles. Which I love star Trek now, but as a kid, I was like, star Trek is so boring. And they right. made star Trek turtles. And I was like, Oh no, I don't want to get these. And, then they made the ultimate uh, offense. When I was a kid, I hated troll dolls, like treasure trolls. I <laughs> thought they had the ugliest faces. I hated that they were naked. I hated everything about them. Like I hated troll dolls. I remember all the other kids in my school loved troll dolls. I hated them. And then they made turtle troll dolls. And I remember, oh, there it is. <laughs> I have one. I have one in my collection right now. I had the raft when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure. I never had, because I never got those. I think the combined powers, there's four contributors. The combined powers of the lacking mainline, Farmer Mike, Star Trek Turtles, and Troll Turtles killed the, the toy line for me as a kid. I think that's like when those three su subline figures like destroyed it for me. And I, I really don't have any beef with Troll Dolls now. I know like there's like the DreamWorks movies, like whatever, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, but as a kid, I was like, those are so stupid looking. I hated them so much. Also, the later you get a lot of the figures, it's hard to describe. It's probably just personal bias because I don't have as much nostalgia for them. But I do feel like a lot of the sculpts got a lot boringer later on. They didn't quite have that ingenuity they had with like the sewer spitters stand out as like one of the coolest sublines to me. Those, those sculpts are so cool. Mm -hmm. The paint jobs are so cool. Uh, you know, the sports turtles, the uh, just the original turtles in disguise and stuff like uh, the, the rock and roll turtles. A lot of those, those sublines that came in the first several years were just so cool. And they had all that neon paint and everything, but at some point it just seemed like the, the alternate turtles were just being made to be made just to have more products on the shelf. And uh, I think that could just be personal bias, but 
to me, they just seem to get a lot more lacking. Like I remember one of the later lines that I did get was the, uh, the happy birthday turtles where you had, uh, what was like Raph as Houdini. He's like, a, uh, Mikey's the clown. Crazy clown and Mike. That is the yep. stupidest looking action figure in the world. Like his head is just like he has the head of the new Mikey. Actually, he has like, the real wide head. Right. And then he's just like a big circle. He had the weird like legs. You could like pull the legs out. And then there was like the Leo one where he's like he's metallic. That did was kind of cool. Did he have the hat that popped off? Is that what he did? Leo. Uh, no, Raph had the the top hat that opened up and a bunny came out of it, like a bunny okay. hat. Leo was just metallic and he had like streamers all over him. He was called like original party reptile Leo or something. The yeah. thing that I hated so much about that thing, I thought it was cool. I liked the metallic stuff. I thought it was cool looking. The thing I hated though, is one of his hands had a pizza slice sculpted into his hand. So he can only hold one accessory. Right. I hated that. <laughs> so the, not to get too sidetracked here, but the Deadpool figure, Deadpool figure, the Deadpool figure from the original X Men line, he has that one dagger with like the retractable blade always permanently in his hand, but he comes with two swords. So it always made me so annoyed that he couldn't hold that other sword. That was one of my least favorite things to ever do to a figure is permanently bind something to their hand. That always drove me nuts. Turtles started to do it more, not to get too off. Topic. I guess it's not off topic because I guess the tune line is a subline. Um, but they did that for Burn and Vernon also. Vernon always has a camera in his hand. It's like a regular little like disposable camera, yep. which is stupid because he already comes with like a camcorder and all this other right. stuff anyway. And uh Ver- Burn has like a sandwich in his hand permanently. It's like, what why the hell does he have a sandwich in his hand? And the funny thing is, Vernon came with like 17 accessories. That guy just came with like a shit ton of accessories and so i remember even just thinking like why does vernon need accessories he doesn't do anything like why does he have a gun vernon never used a gun like vernon's not cool they yeah they love to do that after a while they put a, a sculpt an object in their hand and that drove me nuts as a kid we, we keep saying like that we think it's the line that killed the line but i honestly think it's just because nothing lasts forever you know what i mean like yeah. We grew up with the turtles, and I think we were just kind of aging out of it, honestly. Like, I mean, it had a long run. It's one of the, my longest loves, which is, I mean, three, four years as a kid. But as a kid, that's a lot of your life. <laughs> and then after that, it was pretty much X-Men and then Star Wars and then on to my adult life. But like you said, I think the peak was, like, around, like, the 92, 93 as far as their figures. Because you keep bringing up the Sewer Spitter Turtles. The Sewer Spitter Raph is, like, one of my favorite turtles and it is because he hits like all the notes he has the bright colors he's got a fun play feature like who didn't love squirting water all over their house and stuff but it it really like you could tell they were trying here you know what i mean like there's a lot going on in this figure in with the sculpt and the paint like this is just an awesome figure and i do feel like you're right i feel like after that it kind of started to like go downhill a little bit but again like once you've put out I mean, I've never actually looked up how many figures in, in this line, but I'd assume it probably clocks in around 200-ish in that vicinity would just be a guess right off the top of my head. Like, that's a lot of ideas to think of in, I mean, what, a seven-year span? How long did this line run for? Like, that yeah. is crazy how many figures they pumped out. That is. By the way, actually, I, I want that Raft figure back so badly. I love that Raft figure. Yeah, I, I love I was so stoked when I found him at Pokemon <laughs> last year. That's the only source bitter I don't have uh, anymore. And uh, that one, and, and all four of those I love, but that one in Beachcomb and Mike, I love those so much. But 
Uh, I, I feel like, uh, you know, just a random side side thing. I feel like Mike and Raph had the best alts. I feel like a, like Mike probably has my favorite alts. Raph probably has my second favorite alts of any of the turtles. Yeah. But, other than the one I was always really jealous of that I didn't have when I was a kid is the only one of the turtles in disguise figures I didn't have was the Samurai Leo. Like, I don't know. I, I I know Samurai is counterintuitive to what the Ninja Turtles are, but I loved that figure when I was a kid. I thought his design was so cool. Yeah, oh, that's an awesome. I think that's one that like most people who had that line, whether you had a, a figure or not, a lot of people thought of that as like something special. Like that was just like, an awesome figure. Yeah. I, again, though, I think my favorite from that well, that uh, little subline was the uh, Sewer Surfer Mike. I think that was my favorite actually. I like. Mike, something about Mike, he just had the most neon colors and stuff all the time. So Mike just had like such cool alts. Like again, Shell Slam and Mike from the, the sports one I love. Even Skateboard and Mike is awesome. Like a lot of the mics are just so cool. Rapid Mike. Yeah, Leo, I think probably got the 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 worst figures usually. Not that like they were bad. He had, he had some, definitely had some cool ones. But I think of all the sublines, he probably had the weakest altogether of the the alts yeah and i'm definitely pretty biased because again i i the raf was everybody knew that raf was my favorite so that's pretty much if i had one figure in a subline it was always raf so i i'm, I'm always going to be really 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 biased towards the raf figures like from so the turtles in disguise that's probably like across the board the most even wave ever for me i think that is my favorite subline of all time i can't remember if i said it was that or the storage shells I think I did say that in my one video where I actually talked about subline figures, but it, every figure bangs in that one. The Donatello, I have a special memory with because I got three of them for my birthday one year, and I just thought it was ridiculous that I got three of the same figure. The Raph, the Space Cadet Raph, again, I love Raph, but like you brought up earlier that I've said, like just the way that figure feels, it's the most nostalgic feeling figure to me, and I don't know why. It's he feels so much different than any other figure, like in the entire line. He just is very unique. The Mike, like you said, that's when they're just really like, all right, we're going to start slapping these guys with awesome colors. And it yeah. is that wetsuit. Just, I mean, it looks so good. Like I'm looking at him right now. It's just such a good design. And then the Leo, like I said, the samurai figure, I love that one too. Like it is, I, it's the perfect subline wave. I think there's no weakness to it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think I could argue that because I think that I, I remember getting that line like shortly after I moved into my major child, childhood home. Because my, my fourth birthday that week, I moved into this new home. And uh, I, I know shortly after that, we started getting those. That's when we started getting the wacky actions also. And every one of those figures just like flooded with like memories. And like you said, like none of them were weak. Well, all of them were like cool and unique in their own regard. I think maybe because there was no general theme. I mean, one is that they're new. We never saw turtles dressing up before. Also, there was no overarching theme. It was just every turtle can be whatever they want. Whereas later when you have certain themes, it's like, well, certain, you know, character ideas or whatever in that general theme are cooler than others. So it's like, yeah, Don being a cowboy is going to be cooler than Fur Trapper Raph or something. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they all got to shine. They were all the coolest, you know, archetype they could be for the genre they were based on. Um, but yeah, like, like you said with Donatello, uh, I have memories too of like, cause I've said before, we used to like set up like the video games and stuff with all the turtles, like fake video game levels and stuff. 
And I remember being in Vermont with my, in my grandparents' house, which I've talked about a lot on my channel. And they had, uh, in the corner of their living room, they had this big old organ, this like nice old organ. Or we used to like try to, you know, they had a little book where you could like play the songs, like old McDonald and crap on it. But then in the bottom by the pedals, there was like a little like square hole in there. Like it looked like a little doorway from when I was playing with my toys. So we had the, uh, the, uh, the undercover turtle Don like go in there, like he was gonna hide in there and like pop out and do something at some point, but we forgot he was in there and we ended up losing him in there. He actually was missing a hand for some reason too, but then like it was like six years later or something, we found him in the organ. Like we were just like nice poking around. We stuck our hands in there. We're like, holy crap, he's still in there. That's awesome. And that was like years later. I was like going into the eighth grade like it was the summer going into the eighth grade so i was like way out of turtles at that point but that was one of those things that kind of like sparked me to get back into it actually it was kind of like oh right. man i loved this toy when i was a kid and stuff and well i mean i was still a kid but at that time you, right. think, you're, you think you're 20 at that age but uh but i remember thinking like you know i used to love this and it just all of them are like that they all have memories attached to them and uh really the wacky actions do too i know they look goofy i know they look kind of creepy but as a kid i didn't care i thought they looked awesome so uh, they all just have so many memories attached. I don't think we ever had the swimming Don though. I think we never had that one. The sewer swimming Don, I think it was called. Yeah. I, I don't think we had, I think we borrowed him once. And we tried him in the pool. Let me try to have him swim, but I don't think we ever actually owned him. So I'm pretty sure I had that whole subline. The first three that came out, I'm pretty sure I had all three of the wacky action. Okay. I didn't have the um, Samurai Leonardo. So I didn't have all four of them for the first three. But I also had all four of the storage shells, too. And I can't believe we've gone this far without bringing up the storage shells because I feel like they are the fan favorite subline for sure. And rightfully so. Like, they differentiate from the regular Turtles designs the least out of a lot of the sublines. They don't have any, like, disguises. They don't really have, I mean, they have the storage shell. But as far as their design goes, they could have just done it like the regular old Turtles. But they just souped them up with those ridiculous grins with all the teeth. And I don't know what it is, but those head sculpts are awesome. And I think we talked about this in another video too. Like there's three things that really define that it's the play feature itself, the storage shells, the teeth and the grins are what you think of. And then the multicolored belts, which was another way to just differentiate them from the original turtles without really adding much to them. I love the colored belts. I don't know what it is. It's such a simple change, but it's so cool. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, and yet those, those head sculpts, like they're a great way to just look at how much the line evolved from like one or two years. Yeah. Because you look at, they really are like updates of the, the standard turtles. Like if you wanted to replace the standard turtles back in the day, that was the, the subline to do that with. And like those sculpts, I think of like Leo, he has that snarl. It's all wrinkly on the side. He's like, he's so just bad. He looks like Clint Eastwood. He's like, he's so badass looking. And like, right. but even the way they do the teeth, they're not like those were like, they just kind of put like a jagged green line in between all of them. Like they're actually fully sculpted, like yeah. rounded, like teeth and all. So I feel like you could really just see how like their sculpting chops were improving at that time. And yeah, I think the storage shells, are some of the be the best looking. I think I underappreciated them as a kid. I thought they were cool, but I preferred like the crazy neon costumes and stuff. My, what I would say is a lot of these, you know, companies like Super 7 and stuff that remake the old figures. What I would want is if you do the, the classic turtles, give them an alt belt that's colored and then also just give them those alt heads. Like give them like the alt 
this would be a lot of accessories, but like if you had an ultimate turtle that looks like the vintage turtles, but then you got the storage shell heads, the talking turtle heads and stuff like you got like the, the other head sculpts for like the standard turtles. That would be like a dream come true because you can make them look however you want. Whichever vintage head was your favorite, you could just use it. So. so I feel like that would be a good way to work those in because I definitely don't see like actual functioning storage shell turtles coming anytime soon. It would be awesome if that did happen. But that that's honestly like I, I've talked about this before. Glow in the Dark is one of my favorite play features and I really love all the Glow in the Dark Super 7 figures. But it's the belts on them that just make them pop. You know what I mean? Like the, the colored belts do so much. And I would just like to see the colored belts even on the original Turtles or even just on my yeah. regular Super 7 figures just having the colored belts because it is. like I, I think we like ranked the order of what three features we like the most. The head sculpts, the storage shell, or the belts. And I think... I can't remember if you said it was the head sculpt, but I'm pretty sure I said the belts. Like that's just what differentiates yeah, those belts are number the most one for me. me. Yeah, yeah. Belts are, the belts are number one for me. Okay, and I think like uh, that's the one thing honestly that got me to almost buy those glow in the dark turtles because I saw those colored belts. I'm like, that just looks so freaking cool. I don't know that's what it is about it, but it looks so cool. And I, I do appreciate that in the vintage line that anytime they were doing, you know in all that wasn't that crazy it was still like a regular turtle they would just go that extra mile to just make it a little more unique with or like they had colored belts the talking turtles they had like turtle pattern like turtle texture turtle shell textured belts they have like if you look at their belts they have like a little like texture on them like a shell they were just giving like unique types of belts to all the the alts which is so cool because they could have just slapped the same bodies on all of them and stuff and right they like even the most basic looking turtle figures, they still went the extra mile and added something like unique and charming about them. Yeah, because I mean, realistically, that first year of figures are the only figures that are really, and I mean, I don't want to call them basic, but I mean, they're definitely the most basic looking. Even the wacky action, I feel like that was kind of like again, I, I like those figures, but they just really they're like, okay, we're gonna try to do something new and we don't have it quite figured out. But once they got into those next two sublines, the turtles in disguise. And then the storage shell turtles, that is really where I feel like they hit their stride. And I mean, like you said, they just the amount they improved in those two years to get those from how the original turtles look to how those turtles look like. I, I don't know. Like, I, like we, we say the main line is really what blew it up. But like I said, like that's kind of what blew it up for me. Like that's where most of my memories are is with those first few sublines. And like you said, they, they never really rested on their laurels. They're never just like, okay, we'll just recycle this Mikey head sculpt and just do something a little bit different with it. Every single one kind of had their own vibe. So you talked about the rapping Mikey, like those ones just, I mean, hair metal is like, the lamest thing stylistically in the world. I love the guitar playing. I definitely have a soft spot for hair metal, but that rap, I don't know why I love it so much. And he, he just so has cool. the leopard pants. Like he just looks so ridiculous. And again, yeah, like his head zebra pants. What's that? Oh yeah. There's the zebra pants. I got zebra right pants. The it's even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. Just ridiculous. But even just the way his mouth is just open and he's just like, he's like, yeah, like it's just, I, I don't know. Like every, aspect of those figures just have like just something special put into them and i, I definitely think the rock and roll one is one of the coolest sublines i really like that one but yeah they, they all do they all like every face just has like such unique personality to it like 
the, when you like just throw down a bunch of Leonardo head sculpt, uh, Leonardo figures, the head sculpts all look so different. Like no one conveys the same emotion as another. I know this is going to sound so weird, but there's, I liked everything about him as a kid. Even when like you would look at the top of the figures where they weren't wearing a hat, they kind of even had these like wrinkle rings like on the top of their heads, like every now and then, like I like, like kind of like shaping their head. And even that was like, they could have just made it a lump, but even then they put this like cool little texture on there that was like, oh, that's so cool. Like every little thing about them, like wowed me as a kid. But yeah, they just, they, they did so many crazy sculpts of that, that like really it never, it, well, I'm not going to say never, it did get old at some point, but it took a long time to get old. Cause like, again, like I've said this so many times now, but they they were able to make the same four characters feel like new characters every wave. The military ones are the ones that kind of run together the most. I couldn't tell you what was in the first military wave as opposed to the second t- military wave. And s- same with the sports turtles. I couldn't really differentiate what waves those came in. But I the- remember, uh, I remember, I know Midshipman Mike is in the first one and then Navy Seal Mike is in the second one. I okay. know that. On top of those, we also got like the movie sublines and stuff like that. So we got the movie star turtles, which, again, they could have just made some regular plastic turtles, but they took a totally different route to differentiate those turtles. And those were some of my favorite ones. I don't know why. I just liked the rubber feel. Like, I just had never had an action figure at that time that felt that way. And, again, it goes back to, like, nostalgia just being all senses, like just the way things smell, the way things feel. Yeah. The movie star turtles, like I still like when I got those ones, like I just I don't know. There's something about the way they feel that is just very nostalgic. That rubbery plastic just feels so cool. Yeah, I I loved that when I was a kid. I I actually don't own any of the normal size ones. I have the giant Leo and the giant raft who aren't rubbery, but I I don't own any of the rubbery ones anymore. I'd want those back, but every time I find them, they're missing pieces. But um they're expensive to get complete. They're probably like 40 bucks a pop now to get them yeah, complete too. So they are to get the whole bunch. It's like, it's going to be a lot of money. So yeah. like almost 200 bucks. But I remember I got Donnie for my birthday party one year. And I just remember like being in the front hallway of my house. It was like summer on you know, July birthday. I had the coolest birthday as a kid. Um, And I remember sitting in like the little, like by the door, by the stairs, air conditioning, blasting, sitting there for like what what felt like an hour was probably three minutes, but you know, as a kid, it feels like an hour, just right. looking at every detail of it, popping every body part off and popping it back on. Cause you could do that with the movie stuff. Yeah. That was another cool thing that I liked <laughs> about those two, because you could never, you felt like you couldn't break them because their joints yeah. were rubber too. And they, they just popped off at the balls and yeah, forgot about I remember that actually. Like bending the leg to see like, Oh wow, it won't break. You can do like right? whatever you want, like seeing, like testing it, seeing what you could do. And there was that little like, that little popping yep. noise that makes me think of <laughs> it was like therapeutic. It was like ASMR. I loved that noise, like popping yep. it off and popping it back on. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. It's so satisfying. I don't know. What it is. Dude, I completely forgot about that. And then as soon as you started talking about it, it all just came back to me. Yeah, that's that's the way they are. That's the way these toys are. Like these little things were just so cool to us as kids. And when you see them again or hear about them again, it just takes you back. And uh yeah, I had I had all of them, I think, as a kid. I don't think I ever had the, the foot soldier and I never owned Super Shredder, but I think I had all the other I never ones. had either of those two either. I just had the four turtles from that. Okay. I don't yeah, I mean, I never I had, had Toka Razar either. Oh, okay. I had Razar and Toka, and like you know, they're like debatably part of it. Movie three, I had like some of the turtles. I think I had Le- I think I had I might have had Leo. I know I had Mike and Raph. 
and that was like really close to when i stopped collecting so uh, yeah that was the end for me so i had all four of the third movie turtles and those were i'm pretty sure the last turtles figures that i ever got before i got out of turtles and fully got into x-men Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that was close to me, too, actually, when I got out of Turtles. I Actually, the only one I have now is Donnie. Uh, the Turtles, though, sadly, were the most exciting part of that subline. Because, like, they also made just, like, ridiculous crap. Just, like, a bunch of human characters. Not even just, like, the main characters. Like, they made Kenshin and uh, Walker and all those characters. But then they also just made, like, Castle Guard and stupid stuff. And yeah. it's, like... They don't look like Turtles toys. I mean, I have Kenshin back here, but I'm not going to grab them. They don't, they don't look like Ninja Turtles. They look like they could be from any toy line. That was just, I mean, they're, it's, they're doing what they can with movie three. It's not Playmate's fault. <laughs> um, right. But that really was just the time where I was just like, you know, we're getting so many of these just like dull sublines. Like I'm just out of it at this point. But yeah, it's, I, I wonder, I want to know, I want to think if I can figure out like when the last subline I really loved was. Like with the last like really great subline. So I, I'm pretty sure I think the sewer spitters were late game one. I feel like they have I can tell you right now what year they were made. <laughs> there you go. So they were in 92. So I actually thought they were in 93. So that might have been one of the last sublines that I really, really liked. I because there's some of them I can't piece together. Like I can't remember when the mutating turtles came out. I don't have any those of those. Late. Those were definitely those were at least those had to be 93. Those were late. They were like okay. At the very earliest, they were like Christmas 92 or something, probably. Okay, yeah, I can't park those when those were, but that, that, that's that got to be it. Because I know for a fact it was the movie three turtles were the last ones that I ever got. And I did like those turtles. I did play with those a lot. But for me, it wasn't like, oh, these figures were getting lame. I just discovered X-Men. And to me, it just felt like that's what like the next evolution, like the next evolutionary stage of my life was like. These were big kids toys like X-Men was hardcore. Ninja Turtles was for little kids. Like yeah. that's more so how it was for me. That's kind of actually like the, not to get too off the sublines. That's kind of actually how it went for me too. Cause I didn't get as into X-Men as you did, but I just got into whatever my older brother and his friends said was like yeah. what little boys were supposed to be into. So once we got out of Turtles, it was like 94. It was like when the X-Men cartoon was huge. We got into X-Men. We got into Power Rangers because those were like yep. the two big things that were coming out. We stayed into X-Men longer than Power Rangers. And we we, we collected all those like, you know, uh, Marvel Universe cards and the Marvel Masterpiece Fleer oh, yeah. cards and stuff. And those were awesome. Uh, but it was more the collecting and stuff. Like I didn't read the comic books. Uh, I watched the cartoon, but I barely paid attention because I was always way younger than my brother. So it's like, I was kind of a stupid kid, I guess. Yeah. So I didn't get like all like, you know, the the drama and stuff going on in the show. Uh, even though the, you watch the show now, it's like, oh, this is clearly made for little kids. But I guess I was a very stupid little kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was the next big thing. But I think for me, it only lasted about a year because he, I think he was more into it than I was. And I was like, I was still kind of sad that we had to let go of turtles because I liked turtles still, but it was like, oh, I don't like this as much as turtles, but right. like, so I think for me, there was a little bit of that. Like I was a little like sad that all these new things I was supposed to be into were not turtles and I didn't like them as much as turtles. Yeah. I think for me, the sublines did have a lot to do with like the decline of turtles for me personally. We've, we've given tons of praise to the sublines, but 
there is a couple things about the sublines that do bother me. And there's the one that everybody talks about. And that's the fact that every subline after a while didn't get all four of the turtles in it. I and that's neat that <laughs> me too. Like, cause again, if there's just something about getting all four of the brothers together, that just makes that like, it's just special. You know what I mean? You got yeah. all four of them and you feel like you got this like mini collection complete. And without the fourth brother, like it just, it's, something's just missing like the the random subline that i love is the one that came out with savage dragon that has the jim lee design turtles yeah and i have the raf and mikey they're the only ones that i have on card is those two and then the savage dragon figure and i almost don't even want to get the donnie because then i'm just gonna be like man i can go take a look at rad plastic and see that leo but i can never ever own it yeah, that's that's the biggest shame is when they were going to make the fourth turtle and for whatever reason they didn't. Some sometimes though they weren't even gonna make all of them. So like the uh Warriors of the Forgotten Sewer, like the DD one, they were going to make the night, I think it was Raph or was it Mike? I think it was Raph. Uh, but the other I think it was Raph, and then Mike was just not going to have one. And it's like, why not just make him like the bard or something? Like, why not? Why were you not going to make Mike in this line? They, I know they made like Bebop Rocksteady Splinter. They were going to make Splinter. He didn't get made as like the wizard. That always pissed me off. They they always left out a turtle. The, the Happy Birthday Turtles, there was no Don. Yep. Uh, second wave of Universal Monsters, there was no Don. It was always Don. It was my boy Don. He never got his figure. But now it wasn't always though, because even earlier on, there was like the weirdest subline to me is it's only two figures. And it never had like an official like uh, title, I think. But you had Make My Day Leo and Hose Him Down Don, where it was like a policeman and a fire yep. fireman. And I don't think they got like a special packaging or anything. They just came on regular card backs. I'm pretty sure they came on the brick wall cards. I yeah. could be wrong, but I think they did. I think they did. Just standard brick wall card back. They they didn't have a title to like the, the theme of it, but it was clearly like, you know, local heroes kind of right. thing. Like, a, So I, like, I always thought, like, why isn't there like construction worker Raph or something? And Garbage like, man Mikey. <laughs> Garbage man Mikey. There you go. <laughs> Civil servant <laughs> series. That's what it would be. You know what they probably would have done? It probably would have been like Nurse April or something. But, uh, right. but yeah, they, they should have done that. Like, I, I just don't get why they like never... Uh, well, that was an earlier one but after a while they always left out a turtle and it, like you said it's just it drives me crazy and also it's because like you gotta know that the fan base wants all the turtles like you're every turtle is someone's favorite turtle so when you leave that turtle out you're pissing off some kid a lot like some some poor kids watching all his friends get their mics and their their rafts and he's like well i want my don like where, where's don so and as a kid, I just to clear things up, I always say Don's my favorite turtle. As a kid, my favorite was Mike, actually. My favorite turtle has changed. I think Mike was my favorite as a kid. When I got older, like in like my 20s, Raph was my favorite for like half of my 20s. Then there was a while where I was like, I don't know if it's Raph or Don. But then in recent years, I'm like, nah, it's Don. I like Don the best. So like those three have always been kind of close. But Mike is, as the older I get, Mike gets further and further away, I guess. Uh, but well, I still I feel him. like that's kind of like the perfect evolution of how most people go through life. Like we're all fun, <laughs> happy kids. Then yeah. we hit our 20s and we get super cynical and pissed <laughs> off. And then and once we get into like our 30s, we're like, I just want to make smart decisions and live a good life now. So. Yeah, I went through my yeah my fun phase, my angsty phase, and then my okay, I'm just a nerd phase. Yeah, so that kind of I kind of see how that shift happened. 
Yeah. You think Leo would be like the one where it's like, okay, I'm responsible now. Maybe if I became a dad, I'd be I feel I'd like Leo be. fans are Leo fans from day one. You know what I mean? Like my boss, he he's a Leo fan. It's just a perfect. That's exactly who he is. Like the buy the book boy scout. Like that is exactly the kind of person my boss is. It makes perfect sense that Leo is his favorite turtle. <laughs> my, I have met a lot of people. Like I said, I think people who were like casually into turtles, who like they loved it like everyone else, but they didn't stay into it like we did. A lot of them seem to like Leo a lot. Like um, my sister's husband, he he said his favorite was Leo growing up. His his favorite guy in Mortal Kombat was like Liu Kang also. He always liked like the main hero guy. So uh, yeah, I feel like when you get talk to people who are like hardcore in the turtles, their favorite's usually not Leo. But So uh, um, when I was talking to my buddies Dom and Joe from Toy Domination, when they said that they liked Leo the most, the reason they chose Leo is because of his swords and they liked his weapons the best. And that's, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody lead with that, honestly. Like, oh, really? that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. Like, typically, I think about personality first. I've never really thought about it as a weapons first kind of thing because at the end of the day, I feel like, I mean, I guess, Donnie, I think the bow staff is the lamest weapon, but like, size are a defensive weapon. You know what I mean? They're not like a cool offensive weapon like a sword is. So, yeah. I can see that now that I think about it kind of through that way. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I like, even though I'm a Donnie fan, I will admit he has the lamest weapon, but actually that's weird actually. Cause I feel like anyone I've ever talked to who likes Leo, that's always how they lead in is always like, well, he has the best weapon. That's what they always say. I guess it's that like, makes well, sense. Yeah. I just, I just I don't like, talk to enough people. I guess about turtles. <laughs> start asking more people. I think uh, honestly, I think the, the problem with, uh, why leo's was more popular than rafts isn't even simply because size are defensive i think when we were kids a lot of people a lot of kids didn't really know what a side was or they no, didn't know i always like, thought it, i thought it was thought it was like a, i mean you, it is a stabbing weapon but it's mostly yeah. like i thought it was like kind of sharp like a sword you know what i mean like that's why i would yeah. assume there was a dagger with catches on it because i remember uh, my buddy kenny when i when i became friends with him back in like 2001 we were in high school I remember going over his house and he had a parasite. They were like lumped at the end. They were just really heavy yep. and hard. And I'm like, that's when I kind of learned that like, oh, these are for like grabbing a sword blade and breaking it mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, these are for like defense defense. So uh, yeah. So Ninja Turtles, they always made rafts of like super sharp yep. and he like stab it through like a foot soldier, like, or a mouser's head or something. But uh, yeah, really they're more like defensive and battering uh, weapons. But uh yeah, I, I, just, I always hear people say it with Leo. It's like, oh, he has the coolest weapon. It's like, well, what if what if Mike just started using the katanas? Would he be your favorite now? Like, like there's got to be more to the character than just what weapon he holds that makes him the coolest, I think. Speaking of weapons, another tip that I had, the one thing that also bothers me about the wacky action figures is they come with belts that would hold their regular weapons they come with, but they don't come with their regular weapons. And that's, like, really bothers me, and I don't know why. I always hated that even as a kid, like, Rafts even came with one for the hand dagger in the back, but he didn't come with size or a hand, dag hand dagger. Yeah, um, I don't think Mikey comes with nunchucks or anything. He comes with weird stuff, and he, he has... The thing that's most annoying about that is not only is it made to hold the weapons the first figures had, but they're not even compatible with the, the, the weapons that the wacky action turtles come with. So you can't even put those in there. I've tried to put Mikey because he can't hold them all. So I've tried to put Mikey's in, in the back and it won't, none of them will fit. I think the idea back then was that these are the new turtles. 
you don't need the old ones anymore. You just take all their weapons and put them on the new one because like, just like up, keep upgrading your turtle, like with the new one, I think, cause when they did the wacky action ones, I don't think they knew what they were doing with the sublines. Yeah. It was like a very experimental yeah. subline, but I agree. That is annoying. That does actually kind of piss me off when they do that. Yeah. And those, that's really, honestly, my only two major tiffs is just that they didn't put all the turtles out and then weird things like that, because after that, they kind of started getting original with their belts. Like, Bring it back to the sewer surf and Mikey. Like his belt is awesome. Like it's that bright yeah. yellow color. It's got cool crap all over it. And I've never known. Are you supposed to put the buckle in the middle and the M supposed to be off the side, or is the buckle supposed to be off the side and the M supposed to be in the front with that belt? I've never figured it out. Honestly, I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I've never figured it out. Actually, I'm I'm curious. I want to see what I've actually done with mine. Mine is buckle in front right now. M on the side. Mine is M in the front right now. Okay. <laughs> so we have I'm the mix it up then. Maybe I've been doing it wrong all the time. But for me, like just wow. intuitively, a buckle goes on the front. So that's just the way I've always done it. I, it makes more sense because I think the M is it's on like a little like pouch or something. It should be on yeah. the side. But I guess I just have it so hardwired in my head that like the turtles, you know, the initial goes like on the navel there. So I just always think of it being that. But yeah, they, they definitely uh, got better with doing the sublines after the, the wacky. Again, not to dump on the wacky actions. I love the wacky actions, but that was experimental. And a lot of the later ones didn't even come with belts, actually. Yeah, they, they just got much better at figuring out, okay, what does this figure need rather than, like, what does Michelangelo need? Because I think early on they were still thinking, like, okay, so Mikey, you know, he, he wears belts with the little rings in the back, so you put the nunchucks. But it's like they didn't think – Oh, wait, we didn't give them nunchucks. So, like, what's the point? And it could have been a thing, too, where they just might have cut costs that way. Like, originally, maybe they did plan on giving them their regular weapons as well, but they're like, okay, we need to cut back a little bit. Because, again, 89, really the line hadn't exploded yet like it was about to, so they still might have been trying to save some pennies at that point. Yeah, you know, actually, I've never checked. Are the belts on the Wacky Action ones the exact same belts that are on the uh, regular ones? Are the wacky no, action different. Ones, the wacky action ones are the ones where their initials are the colors of the turtle, right? Yes, they're colored. Yeah. Okay, so that's how they differentiated those belts. Okay, so that kind of makes it worse. It's like you actually gave them different belts and you still made them wrong. But because I know the wacky actions are a lot bigger than the other figures, they're kind of like they're a little bit the taller, especially the swimming don. He's he's massive. Their heads are just like bigger than most other figures and stuff. They're a little yeah. bigger in size than the other figures. Which again, like they didn't quite figure out the scaling and stuff back then. I mean, obviously I'm assuming it's probably to fit all their mechanics on the inside, probably. Yeah. And then they had to scale the limbs and stuff to match that, would be my guess on why they're probably like that. That's a good explanation. Actually, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, that's a good explanation. And uh later on they added to that line. So that was actually, I guess, real quick. So that was the first subline, and they did a lot for it because they did the four turtles they did creepy crawl and splinter and slice and dice shredder which i still don't have creepy crawl and splinter i've never owned creepy crawl and splinter in my life Neither have I, yeah because I, I don't have any other than turtles pretty much any of the subline figures really okay i have uh slice and dice shredder i didn't have him as a kid i had wacky walk and mauser as a kid but i don't have that now and i have later on they added machine gun and rocksteady and headspin and bebop i have machine gun and rocksteady 
Head spinning bebop is so hard to find with all his accessories, so I don't have him yet. They, you know, not counting bebop and rocksteady because they added those guys years later to the wacky action line. They weren't part of the initial wacky action yeah. line, sort of like how they added rock and roll mondo to the rock and roll turtles, not initially when it came out. So, yeah. Um, but even then, it was like, you know, that's seven figures for the first subline. So I think at first they were kind of biting off more than they can chew. They were expecting to do these like huge sublines where they'd almost give you the size of a normal wave of figures, but as, you know, new versions, which quickly I think they realized, like, we're not going to be able to afford to do that. We can't do, like, Shredder in disguise and Splinter in disguise and all that. So I think that might have been the idea originally when they did Wacky Action, but that clearly uh, pretty quickly was like, okay, we can't afford to do that. But And I'm also wondering, so... Out of those original ones, I would say that Splinter, Shredder, and the Mouser are the three that you see the least. So I wonder if the Turtles just sold so much better than those three characters that they're like, all right, we're just going to mostly stick with the Turtles at first. and Because that's how the next two went. The Storage Shells and the Turtles in Disguise, they were just Turtles. There was no extra figures in that line. And I can't think what would have been the next subline that had a figure other than the Turtles in it. Uh, maybe the Movie Star. It might have been the movie stars because I had Splinter. That, that would probably be close because the movie star figures did they come out in ninety one? Yeah, they actually they came come out, out that year. They came out they the second to. movie ninety one. Yeah, yeah. So that probably would have been it then. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, um, really, other than it wasn't until way later, really, that I feel like they started adding other characters to the sublines. I feel like for those first few years, it really just was all turtles for the most part. Yeah, I think 93, they started doing like the, the April O'Neils and well, they remade April O'Neil two times after the initial time. But I mean, like the actual alts of April O'Neil were like, you know, Ninja Newscaster and Ravishing Reporter and all that crap. I think that came like 93s and that started. That's when they started doing a ton of Bebop and Rocksteadies. It is weird that Bebop and Rocksteady ended up getting way more alts than like Shredder ever got. I guess they just, maybe mutant figures sold more than human figures. But uh, I do think it's, it's, it is surprising that Slice and Dice Shredder didn't sell a lot, which he probably didn't because he's a way cooler Shredder figure, I think, than the original Shredder. Yeah, he fits the color scheme a little bit better because he's got the bright pink shirt and stuff like that. Does it, or wait, what is... Yeah, he doesn't fit the color scheme better than he is way off. I was thinking of <laughs> the one they came out with later. But he's like he, a little bigger, though, a little more menacing looking. So yeah, and I think that's more so what it is because he has a, the silver helmet and actually is bolded correctly to where he doesn't have the bubble on his eyebrow like <laughs> the other one too. So, but again, I like to stick up for the original Shredder. I don't know why I just like that figure a lot. I mean, I'm super nostalgic for it, but in, in actuality, I don't think it's a great figure. For the time, it was great because it was so creative, it was so original for a Shredder, for a fig human figure. But I think as a representation of Shredder, it's not the greatest. I will say I never noticed until I grew up, actually. And I actually, because I never owned Super Shredder as a kid. I never owned Slice and Dice Shredder. I borrowed Super Shredder and Slice and Dice Shredder on different occasions as a kid. Because it's not as you, like, borrow a toy for a week and then give it back. But I didn't notice until I got older, like, almost like... 85% of uh, Super Shredder is just made out of Slice and Dice Shredder's mold. They just repainted it. He has like a new head, and I think he has like some new armor accessories, but like he, aside from that, he's 100% the same body just with a new paint job. So I never noticed that as a king. I guess I've never really noticed that either, but I guess I've never really, I don't think I've ever actually held the Slice and Dice Shredder in my hand before. So that might be I the reasoning for that. Toon Shredder was just 
a repaint of the normal shredder. So in the end, we never got a shredder in the vintage toy line who didn't have one hand doing that, like the jazz hands. He's been doing that for, for every single toy. He's doing that. I don't know why, but that's like his signature pose in the vintage toy line. So I never really thought about it, but what that really is, is like the 90s boy band pose. I've never really thought about it before, but I feel like that's what it really is now that back I think about it. Back. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Um, that is. I was like every album cover they were doing that. I, th- I think he's supposed to be like, you know, like, like go forth, go forth by moronic mutants or something like he's like sending his, his minions out. But it always looked like he was like doing some weird like dance pose or something. But uh, but yeah, so that's the the thing that's weird about the, the, the sub lines is almost like the more they branched out with it, the more they kind of killed it. I think when they started doing all the Bebop and Rocksteadies and the Aprils and the tune line where they did all these characters they never did before. You'd think that would be what saves the, the sublines. It makes them even more popular because we're getting all these new characters and variety and stuff. But it seems like that's what actually kind of killed it for most people. And I have to say, I don't know if this is controversial or if people agree with me, but the tune line sucks. Like the tune turtles. <laughs> I'm I sorry. So it's one I it never I mean, I even bought the reproduction one from Playmates, and that's the first time I've ever actually had those. And I I, I don't think they look like the cartoon at all. No. Like, all the other figures in that line are really good, except the Turtles. Well, and, like, Shredder's so lazy, they just repainted the original Shredder. Yeah, but yeah the Turtles, they have these, like, weird-looking, like, like, crazy faces. Like, they just... And they, their like, eyes are just, like, I don't know. They're, like... like <laughs> their eyes would be, like separate from their skull and like bulging above their heads like, yeah, it just, like i don't Koopa know Troopas that design just does nothing for me they look like koopa troopas but they have these like crazy go. teeth and stuff like i have the wrath and he's like he, he doesn't even look like he's snorkel he looks like he ate a pound of cocaine like he yeah. looks insane and then <laughs> yeah. like the I, I think it was leo had like the eye popping that was just terrifying looking but yeah because he just never looks right ever like his <laughs> eyes just they looked really beady all the time yeah and i think uh don was like the most normal he had the spinning head uh headband thing and then mikey had the tongue lash or thing yep. from uh from he-man um but yeah they, they were just kind of ugly they were kind of like chunky and like not in a cool way just kind of like the one like their, their stances were kind of boring and they were just kind of like one width the whole way down they were metallic for some reason which was weird even just like the, the packaging i remember just thinking as a kid like they didn't look like the turtles in the cartoon the drawings in the package they looked like mickey mouse or something they yeah, were like that, that's exactly how i felt too like they just i don't know they're they're supposed to look more like the cartoon but i feel like they just way missed the mark on what they were going for there <laughs> way missed it and uh i mean they still made them the different shades of green and everything so like they weren't going for the actual cartoon it seemed like someone sculpted like they heard oh we're making toon turtles so like okay let me make cartoonier looking turtles and then after they already sculpted them packaged them and we're about to ship them out someone was like oh no we meant based on the actual cartoon like they thought they just meant like make cartoony turtles is what it seems right and I remember on the package, this just cracked me up. It writes, one of the features that like writes the big exclamation part is like real tune texture, real tune feel. What the fuck? Yo, does a car- what the fuck does a cartoon feel like? What is a real tune? <laughs> like, what's a real tune? What does it feel like? I guess you'd have to ask like uh 
what's his name eddie valent from roger rabbit or something what real <laughs> feel feels like like is, is this what they actually feel like that was like that made no sense to me like real tune feel like they just it just seemed like they knew how lame they were and they didn't have any other way to sell it like they're just, just write whatever on the package make it sound cool and i appreciate they all had action features but again they were like stereotypical cartoon action like a cartoon gags like eyes bugging out of the head yeah. it's like the turtles never did that so like like the turtles like it was a goofy show but they weren't like tom and jerry they weren't like oh god and stuff right like, so the, it just seems like whoever designed those toys didn't know it was supposed to be based on the actual fred wolf cartoon show yeah i can definitely see what you mean there and i feel like that's just like to me that seems like a line that would have came almost like right after the wacky action figures like it just really doesn't have the flair that a lot of the other Line or the other subline figures have at all and it is essentially is just the second wacky action line that's basically yeah. all it is it's just an uglier version of the wacky right? action line <laughs> but not only were the the turtles but so we got the neutrinos and we got the channel six news team and those are characters that you know they they'd been around in the cartoon since the first season and we we had a toy of zach and we had toys of april but we never had the other characters as a kid I honestly didn't care because as a kid, I hated the neutrinos. I like them now, but as a little kid, I thought they were lame. And I really didn't like the Channel 6 News team as a kid. Like, I thought, like, Vernon right. and Irma were, like, the dumbest characters. Yep. <laughs> so, I always uh, hated Irma as a kid. Now as an adult, she's, like, one of my favorite characters, but... Yeah, she's, like, the funniest part of the show as an adult. But as a kid, I was like, Vernon and Irma, like, it doesn't get worse than them. So when I saw they made toys of Vernon and Irma, I'm like... Who the hell wants to play with them? Because I always have this idea, like, action figures. They should be action characters. Right. Like, you want the characters who kick ass. And I'm like, why do I want Vernon? Like, he's just some, like, coward. He's He sucks. He's just some snobby dude. It, I think, I, I guess I wasn't alone because I guess a lot of kids agreed because that was around the time the line started dying. And uh, I don't say, as a kid, I wasn't sure if Mona Lisa was part of the tune line or not. I think I thought she was part of the tune line. Uh, and she even had that more like rubbery kind of uh, body like uh, the Channel 6 News team kind of had. But she wasn't. She was just part of the main line. Yeah, because her card back is the one with all the turtle heads on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Another weird thing about the tune line, too, is I feel like other than like just having their accessories stuck in their hands i feel like a lot of the tune line figures almost just look like they could have been mainline figures too like Vern and Vern thompson they're both pretty normal looking figures for the most part i don't yeah. feel like they're like tuned up like the turtles are and same with the neutrinos because zach is just a repaint straight up <laughs> just with like that metallic paint and other than their metallic paint i feel like those figures could just kind of fit right into the main line as well yeah i i, I do like the neutrinos i think Cowell and dask are, are good figures i like those vernon's a good representation of vernon he looks like vernon it's just kind of like what do you do with a vernon action figure um irma's weird though because they drastically redesigned irma or like she's wearing like the weirdest outfit she's like yeah just color that was everything. weird too like she has like i guess it's because she's just so plain looking maybe she just has maybe, yeah the blue sweater on and the skirt but she was i always thought i think i know other people have made this comparison too but i remember even as a kid i always thought she looked just like jeanette from alvin and the chipmunks so there was the chipettes there was the one they she wore a, like a, the same like periwinkle sweater like gray skirt red rimmed glasses brown hair with a ponytail i was like is that like 
that are that like based on the same person or something like like what what is this like it, it almost seems like that's like irma got hit by mutagen and turned into the the chipmunk but uh <laughs> yeah it was, it's just so weird those characters had some similar designs but it, it was weird that they straight like vernon his colors i think are spot on i think maybe his pants are the wrong color no no he always had blue pants never mind He's spot on, but then I know Burn, they changed his colors a little bit. And then Irma's just like, she's wearing every color all yeah. at once. I, I remember thinking that was weird. I mean, there, there's like little color differences here and there. Like Kala, I think, had like green leggings in the cartoon. Now she has orange leggings. I don't give a crap about that. The Irma one just always struck me as weird. It was just like a weird choice for uh, Irma's toy. But I guess they were, yeah, like you said, they probably thought she was too boring. Like, how do we make Irma exciting for little kids? It's like, <laughs> and again, like you said, Clearly, people weren't buying those figures either because that's why they're so expensive on the aftermarket, too. Yep. Do you have either of those figures right now? I can't remember if you said that earlier. I have Irma. I'm only the only thing I'm missing from the tune line. Is, the only ones I'm missing are oh, never mind. I'm missing a lot of the tune lines. I have Raph, I don't have any of the other turtles. I'm missing Zach, I'm missing Shredder. But the only one of like the unique characters I'm missing is Burn Thompson. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I know him and Vernon are both pretty expensive on the aftermarket too, and so is that Irma. From 93 on, like going into 94, I feel like that's kind of how a lot of the sublines became. Like clearly people were starting to get out of the line for whatever reason, if it was because they're aging out, if it's because they're getting bored with the subline figures. But those are some of the figures that just go for like crazy money now. Like like I'm pretty sure you have Gatekeeper Rocksteady, right? Like he's a really oh, expensive yeah. one. Show is a really expensive one from that samurai line. Like, there yeah, is. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's some that are so rare that I can't even name them by name. Like, what's the Donatello that has like the bat wings? Is he from? He's the from the dinosaur line. I think you're talking about. The, so there's the cave turtles. They're expensive. You actually got some of those recently. I think, yeah. So I have some of the cave turtles. This one's separate. He looks more like he's like like a fantasy from a fantasy line i can't remember which one it is i think it might be the one where shredder is mutated too and i can't think of what yeah. the name of that shredder is so it's not the di the dinosaur one you have is the cave turtles like yep, the, those are cave Donatello turtles. and the dingy dino that's not the dinosaur line i'm talking about there was one where the turtles were literally dinosaur Anthropomorphic. Uh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. And, is that the one with the shredder then? Because the shredder is supposed to be yeah. a dinosaur then. Is that okay? He's like a, a T Rex or a Raptor. I think he, I thought he was a Raptor. It's supposed to be a T Rex. Okay, uh, which is actually an awesome figure. I would love to get that one, but it's yeah, so but much money. Super expensive, exactly. Yeah. Those ones are crazy expensive. And um, okay, but, another yeah. P that I forgot I was going to bring up earlier. So now that you brought up the Cave Turtles, it reminded me of that. So the Leonardo came out a year before the rest of them. And his design is much different. He has like the white eyes and I feel like his figure just looks a lot grittier. And then the other one all have like pupils and their designs like they look more like regular turtles to where it is like the Raph and the Leonardo. They're like actually super giant like Neanderthal looking. So that was like a no. weird inconsistency with that line that I never even realized until I had those figures. There's a toy store by me that's actually selling all four of them. And I actually never even noticed that. I do know like some of the turtle, the dinosaurs kind of have goofier expressions. Like the Triceratops is like, ooh, but like the T-Rex the is still kind of badass looking. Um, but I've seen, they have all four of them, but I've never, like the, that place, place like slaps like an extra hundred on each figure. Yeah. So I don't buy figures there. They were charging like a hundred more for Gatekeeper Rocksteady there. They had the one with like the dark red accessories. I got the silver accessories. But oh, I didn't know there's two versions of them. I think there's three versions. I think there's one with like bright red also. It's like, if you want to be a completionist, it's a pain in the ass. Because later in the line, they did that a lot. Show is like that. I have purple weapons. You could also get blue weapons. 
And okay, uh, I didn't know it was a variant from him. And that's another yeah. thing they redid. So I don't know how many of them they did, but like the storage shell turtles got their re-release and they came with the black belts. And those are the super rare ones that are super expensive. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I get why people like them because they're the variant. But to me, like, Again, the belts are kind of what made those special. So it's yeah. weird that they re-released those with the black belt. Yeah, it is weird. I actually have seen those re-releases in Walmart. I had three of them in my hand the last time I was in Walmart. I was like, all right, get in these because they were like $9.99. I was like, right. why not? But then as I'm walking, it's like, dude, you're just going to throw these on a peg. You're not going to open them. They're not the originals. They don't have the, the, the special value that the originals do. So I'm like, you know what? That's $30 I can keep in my pocket. I just put them back on the peg. But I, I keep bouncing every time I see them. I'm like, I should get them. Oh, I shouldn't get them. But I should get them. I saw one of the pizza tossers too. And uh, I do have to say actually real quick, the re-releases, there's something about the skin color of raft that they, they don't get right. And I, I don't like the way they he's, do. Yeah. Them. I know what you mean. His definitely looks the most off. Like he's, I don't know if more neon or like just more he's kind bright. Of pale. Yeah. Like he's almost oh, okay. Like that's pale what it is. Yeah. He just kind of looks a little bit more washed out. Yeah. So it just seems like later on, again, there was a lot of variants, like a lot of like they had different color accessories and like different alts you could get of them. And I think the sublines, like there's stuff like I got gatekeeper Rocksteady cause he looks awesome. Like I think he's arguably the coolest Rocksteady figure in the vintage line. You know, that whole, that whole uh, subline was pretty cool. The forgotten sewer, but a lot of them after a while just got so lazy that like people go crazy for them. Well, not, most people, but there's some collectors, Super 7 thinks it's everybody, but most <laughs> there's some collectors out there who just go nuts for like the the, the metalhead Michelangelo mashup and the, the warrior chrome dome and all this stuff. It's like, I just can't give a damn about like a slight repaint of a, of a figure. And there was just so much of that kind of stuff after a while. A robotic foot soldier was just, they just put metallic paint on a foot soldier. I think they, they just started... They, did, they just wanted as many figures as possible to show off a year and be like, look at all the figures to buy that they, they, they were more into quantity than quality. And I think that really started to show after a while with some of those figures. And again, like I think a lot of kids just aged out of it, but I think that is another one of the things that kind of helped people age out. It made aging out of it. Not so painful. I think is that like, there wasn't as much cool shit going on. Yeah, because, again, I, I don't even remember, like, a lot of these figures, even seeing them on the shelves. Like, the the Sumo Turtles are another one that came way oh, later. Yeah. I never remember seeing those because I was, I mean, just so disinterested by Turtles on that time. Like, I don't remember it being gone. I just remember when I stopped paying attention to it. I don't remember any of those from my childhood. I didn't know the Sumo Turtles existed until I grew up. I didn't know the Forgotten Sewer existed until I grew up. I didn't know all that, like, warrior robot crap existed until i grew up uh i didn't even know the pizza tossers existed until i grew up there was a lot of them i didn't know about i think i vaguely remember i did know there were like the cave turtles i just like very i never owned them and it was like a, i remember seeing them on card backs but yeah most of those sublines as well i didn't even know they existed i didn't know the shogun ones existed which is weird because i knew shogun triceraton existed but i didn't really pay attention i think yeah, i just thought, another really crazy one he is really he's super expensive, expensive now too and he is cool but he is just a repaint with like new vac metal armor pieces put on him yeah um but i would like to get him because it's almost like also getting like zorg from the cartoon like the green triceraton like right. as a figure. i knew he existed but i think when because i remember that was one of my last memories of the t- vintage toy line was um my brother's friend patrick 
uh, was on the school bus and he was showing us like, you know, those are wish books that would come out like Sears wish books and right. stuff where you'd go through and just show all these toys for your parents to buy you. And then there'd be guns and, and freaking cigars on the next page. And stuff. <laughs> he was showing us that he's like, look, they got this Shogun Triceraton and it's stupid because it's just the same Triceraton. Like he was like kind of saying, like, look how, look how boring this, this toy line has gotten. And I remember thinking that one was kind of cool, but I, I guess when I saw all the Shogun Turtles, I just assumed they were the movie Three Turtles. Uh, I don't think I realized there was a difference back then. And I don't know how I didn't see Shogun showed. He had to have been on that page. Like, I don't remember seeing him, but I imagine he had to have been there. If I saw that dude, I would have been like, oh shit, who's that? That guy looks cool. But I, somehow I didn't see him and he had to be there. I'm assuming he was there. Yeah. Even then though, it's too little too late. Like I would have loved that guy as a kid, but at that point, like I would have got him play with him for a week and then he would have disappeared. So like, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of done with the line at that time. So it, it, it just was like almost, it's almost too much. They almost made too many figures after a while too much to keep up with and most of what they were making was not that exciting anymore so like that's what blew my mind like when i got back into collecting is going back and filling in all those gaps that i didn't know about because i mean i knew the line was big but even with all the knowledge i have there's still things that i can't name by name because there's so much crap and (laughs) it's still even so rare now that i can't like like i said like the forgotten sewer i couldn't name you all the figures from that one stuff like that it's it's just crazy how much they were pumping out as the line was dying, I guess. Like, you think there'd be fewer things going out, but it almost seems like they just kept pumping out a higher variety of things as the line died. Yeah, more and more stuff, but, like, again, less and less mainline, like, less and less new characters, more just, like, wacky variations of characters we already have. There's stuff that's, like, just so out there that I didn't know existed that I found out about later on. There's the ones where, like, it's a fire truck and it, like, transforms into a turtle. They did, like, the Mighty Max Polly Pocket thing at some point. Oh, yeah, like, we didn't even talk about any of that stuff. I, I had yeah. a couple of those play sets, yeah, because, <laughs> oh, again, really? they were jumping onto everything that was hype at that time. They were copying basically every popular toy line. Like, we're going to do Transformers. We're going to do Polly Pocket or Mighty Max, whatever you want to call it. I guess Mighty Max. It wouldn't be cool to call them the Polly Pocket Turtles. Even the Troll Dolls. Like, they were just doing, like, every popular toy right. became a Ninja Turtle at some point during the uh, the, during the, the later years in the sublines. And a lot of that stuff I didn't have as a kid, admittedly. I, I liked... the I liked the Playmates Turtles line. I The more they strayed from the... the the formula of the playmates turtle line usually the more they lost me yeah so it's funny that you mentioned the fire truck is it donnie that turns into the fire truck it might be because he was the fireman earlier in the line yeah so dude like those just look so ridiculous because when they're in their turtle form too they're basically just like a refrigerator with arms too like (laughs) they were like one of the worst engineered transforming toys ever but i mean i guess it's hard to go from fire truck to turtle so yeah I mean, I, I already thought that they looked like refrigerators when they were the uh, <laughs> the uh, mutating turtles. But yeah, the, the the vehicle ones were even worse. I don't know. It, it just really seems like they they just got on a high and they just thought like we can make anything and it will sell. And I, I guess they they found out the hard way that they can't. <laughs> the most interesting things I found about when found out about when I grew up from the line off uh, from the subline, the Savage Dragon ones. I didn't know about that as a kid. And the anime turtles, Bandai and Playmates, I think, partnered to do this. If I'm, I might be wrong. It might just be Playmates, but I think Bandai was part of it too. It was for like the two turtles, like anime specials they had in Japan, where they like the first one they like mutate into like the big buff Wolverine dudes, 
and then they yep. like fuse together into a space robot and stuff and uh <laughs> And then the second one, they had those like animal themed like armors that they were almost like Ronin warriors or something. Yeah. And uh, the figures were kind of like the old Ronin warriors action figures actually were like, they came with like the, I think they were like vac metalized, uh, like armor pieces you could snap on over them. And I had no idea, not only that those specials existed when I was a kid, but that like those toys and those toys came out in America, I think. But yeah, well, because okay, so there was this, I think, Cyber Force ones, like the ones you're talking about that have the plastic too, yeah. armor that comes on, but they also had the other anime ones that were like the taller, leaner looking turtles. You know what I'm talking about? Those were the ones where they look like Wolverine, right? They have like human faces, but they're green. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Cause yeah, I think so they, they also had both made... versions of those as well. Yeah, they did. And I think they, if I'm, I might be wrong, I think they actually made like Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder's mutated forms also from that specialist toys. I, can't, I know in the ones where they have the vac metal armor, I know they have a Shredder in, do they have a Bebop and Rocksteady? I can't remember, but I know they went into know. villains on that one too. Yeah, they did. All, they went all out with the toys for that one. And I remember first seeing those, it must have been back in like 2006. Because I remember being online and that's when like the, the 2007 movie started getting hyped up and stuff. And I remember seeing that and just being like, what the hell is that? And back then, like, no one had context. As I got older, I actually saw the specials and learned, like, okay, yeah. it's just a spinoff of the 87 cartoon, but that only aired in Japan, made by a Japanese studio. And, you know, those are separate forms they take and stuff. Originally, the context when I saw it in 2006 was like, this is what the turtles looked like in Japan. And it's like, that's not real. That They looked like our turtles. They just made a special where right. for whatever reason they turned into these dudes. Yeah, I remember just back then thinking like, what the hell? It just made me think like, what the hell else was different in Japan? Because <laughs> like, you know, you find out about like, oh, the Final Fantasy numbers weren't the same and uh, Mario 2 wasn't the same and all this stuff. And Everything, everything is a lie. They got yeah. a better version of everything over there. But then it's like the more you find out about it, you find out like a lot of that is half true. It's like, well, actually they did have Mario too. You know, it was Doki Doki Panic. And then like very soon afterwards, as soon as it came out in America, they re-released it with the Mario characters in Japan as right. Super Mario USA. So it's like, like everyone made it sound like, oh, we're completely divided by the ocean. Neither land <laughs> knew of their, their entertainment. And it's like, that's not entirely true, but... Uh, yeah, like again, like they made they made it sound like oh, you know, the turtles. They, they there was a whole show where they looked like these big buff dudes, and it's like no, that was just one special. But but yeah, that, that's probably like the weirdest thing that when I saw that I got older, I was just like, man, what the hell became what what even was this toy line after a while? Like what happened when I dropped out of turtles? Like what happened after that? Like it just seemed like so. Cr and then I saw the next mutation toys. I'm like, what the hell is this? There was a girl turtle and stuff, and like. That blew my mind. I didn't know what that was. And right. So that's getting way off the deep end. Uh, we just want to talk about the subline. You could go on longer about the subline than the main line. But we talked more, I guess, about the stuff that sucked in the subline in the end than like the good stuff. So I guess the, just like off the top of your head, what are your some some of your favorite subline figures? I guess before we we cut this off, and it's probably going to be Raph heavy. I know Sword <laughs> Shell Raph. Sewer Spit and Raph. If I have to add a third, I'm probably going to say Undercover Donnie, just because that birthday memory is just like one of my biggest memories. And I just really did like that Undercover Donnie figure too. I don't know why I really liked him. And yeah, he's, I'm probably going to go with those guys as my top three right off the top of my head. I don't know if I can do a top three, but Beachcombing Mike, Rapid Mike, uh, Sewer Surfer Mike, Shell Slamming Mike. There will be other turtles in this. Uh, <laughs> 
heavy metal Raph. I'd say storage shell Leo and Raph are the coolest uh, of the storage shells. Punker Don, sewer spit and Raph. Those are probably... Uh, just to throw one more in, I guess, to make it a top 10, uh, Spike and Volley Don from the Sewer Spitters. There you go. I, that's, maybe okay, that's my top really, really fast on that top. Yeah. <laughs> that I just came out in front of me right now, and I'm still like, uh, uh, I don't know well, what I want. See, the thing is, yours is probably hard to come up with because you're actually looking at them. If I actually looked at them, I'd be like, oh, wait, no, I like that one. Oh, wait, no, 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 I like that one. Like, right. I'm just, I'm probably forgetting a ton of turtle figures that I would I would add to that because I love the sports turtles and stuff also. So I, I felt like we did a pretty good bet job of balancing anyway i know in the first half we were really praising everything but <laughs> like it, don't let all of the nitpicks confuse you like i love the playmate sub lines i know they're not everybody's cup of tea but that is really memory wise what i think of the most because yeah as much time as i spent playing with other people's figures at the babysitters most of the time i was just at home playing by myself so the sub lines are where the majority of my memories are yeah same most of mine was just playing with my own turtles and they were like equal. I play with them equally. I would just use, you know, whatever subline version of a turtle I wanted to use rather than the original one and everything. So I just, I love the subline for me, the older I get, I kind of think it's like an even match. I like maybe the main line a little bit more, but I love the subline also for what it is. Any other thoughts, any other things you want to get out? I think that's everything. We just did two huge episodes on the vintage line. I know there's still way more I could say, but Right. You know, I mean, we still didn't even talk about vehicles and play sets. <laughs> never ending with the Playmates Vintage line. Uh, next up is our 10th episode. Yeah, and we're going to start a theme for our 10. So we plan on doing a top 10 for every 10th episode. So episode 10, episode 20, episode 30. We're going to try to make those top 10 episodes. The next episode, we're going to kick it off kind of where we started with our top 10 episodes from the original OG cartoon. And uh, the, the fun thing about the top 10s is it's actually technically a top 20 because <laughs> we're both, yeah, we'll both have that. a top 10. So I, I have a feeling that I, I, I'm going to ballpark. I'm going to call. We're going to have four episodes <laughs> that are the same. That That's my prediction that we're going to have four that are the same. There's going to be overlap for sure. Yeah. I think <laughs> definitely, but I'm really excited to do this one. Cause again, just another reason to just pound on that cartoon for a while. Yeah, and it's just, I can't believe we're already at 10 episodes. It feels yeah, like we just know. started it's been, the it's been fast, man. It's been a good ride. I've had a lot of fun so far. And yeah, I mean, like, I, we don't have any plans on stopping anytime soon. We're going to keep this going because it's been a ton of fun. You guys seem to be having a ton of fun. And yeah, this has been great. Yep. All right, guys. Well, see you then. All right. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.